That's just how I feel today, Brian. <laughs> Glory to God. Mary, Mary well, McCracken. Mary had, a, Mary had a little lamb. Welcome to another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. My name is Josh McCracken. <laughs> I, I'm Brian Patterson. <laughs> and we are the niggas with the mostest of Jigsaw Podcast, and we are here to talk about all the things. We're here to talk about oh. the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pomp and circumstance of being black Afro-Americans mm-hmm. um, in this world. Bro, yes, how yes. are you? It's great day to be black, my brother. Yes, um, I'm excited, um, and I'm sure it's a great day to be black for you as well. Well, well go white, I cry. <laughs> Shed all the tears. <laughs> I love the skin that I'm in. I love the skin that I'm in. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. How was your weekend? It was good, man. Um, I was with you a lot of we my were. weekend. <laughs> we were a lot of the weekend. A lot of the weekend. I was with you, so you know, mm-hmm. partaking in brotherly bonding and connections mm-hmm. and great all, time. all the things that all the things that go with that um i would actually have a good weekend but i was there for i was there listen friday years. saturday sunday i want to say were we together all three days this week? not sunday how was mother's day sunday we didn't go to uh to brunch that wasn't sunday on brunch that was saturday man of god that was saturday you're right Get <laughs> age catching up on you man them days man <laughs> yeah sunday we weren't together you're right mm-hmm. um yeah, uh, yeah. Sunday, Mother's Day was great. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just spent time with my wife for Mother's Day. I'm, I'm going to spend time with my mom next weekend, mm-hmm. or with this upcoming weekend, because her birthday is the following weekend. So I figured I will just celebrate you just one one day. Um, so yeah, that's my weekend coming up. But um, yeah, last weekend was great, man. It was a great time spending time with you on Friday. I spent time with the families on Saturday, and really just getting to see the friends. Shout out to Chris Moore and Kiana. Shout out to y'all. Friends of the podcast, friends of real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ran into a friend of the podcast, friend of the real life, Kevin on stage here in Atlanta. It's crazy. Kevin on stage. And Kevin on stage said, Hey, how did I see all the wives and not the husbands? I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, Man, mm-hmm. God, you, you put us on the Kevin on stage studio app. We wouldn't, Listen, be, at, we wouldn't be at work. We'll be at Slutty Vegan too. Hanging out, eating we'll, all we'll the eating, the, eating the, 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 the slutty tussie and the, <laughs> and the heifer ham sandwich or whatever it's called. We'll be, we'll be doing all the things. All those things. So, listen, if you're listening, Kev. <laughs> if you're listening. Put us on. Put, put can, us on. That's, that's all we ask. And you can see us on Slutty, and slutty Vegan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we had something great on Saturday night. What happened Saturday night? Uh, SWV and Escape versus. Oh yes. Oh so let me let me just tell you how it started off as a sleeper. A sleepy. L- listen, I mean, rockabye baby. I mean, right. and I mean, listen on the treetop when the wind blows a cradle, we'll rock. <laughs> we'll rock. Um, and you know, Coco Clemens was. I thought she was on her diva, but then I later read the next day that she actually witnessed somebody get murdered or something, and Uh-oh. she almost. <laughs> She almost didn't even come out, but it started off bad, and they they were standing up. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, "No, that, that, that intermission came." 
Right. The sister with voices went in the back and put on their Jordan ones. Listen, wardrobe change. <laughs> and they said we're from New York. <laughs> but speaking of wardrobe, what in the entire Devil's Playground did Taj have on? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what season we were in because <laughs> she, she had on the the short shorts with the sweatshirt on, and it was just I her just, first I Sunday stockings. I just didn't get any I didn't of them. I didn't understand. Taj is always Taj is weird. It, I'm not saying she. I like Taj. I like Lily. I love uh, Coco. I love them. Please come on the show. Um, please come on the show. <laughs> please come on the show. Uh, but it was just like Taj. It was a, it was a Taj outfit. If you watch the, um, we both watched the um, reality show that they had, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. definitely a Taj outfit. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know what was happening, what was going on, but whatever that was, we weren't here for. It. But anyway, SWV won. Oh, without a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt, they won. Um, I mean, and Coco gave us all the vocals. And li- here's the thing, and we can just end it here. <laughs> <laughs> they sang Week, which is, I will go on record right now and say it is the number one R&B song of all time. It's a great song. It's perfect. Of all time. There's no R&B song, in my opinion, that you can pit up against Week that I think will beat it. It's just not... It's just not happening for me. Okay? Y'all can think okay. what y'all want. Brian is trying to ponder songs. <laughs> I can probably ponder some songs. I don't, not off the top of my head, but I, you know, that is a, it's a perfect song. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I say that to say, well, regardless of how you feel about Week, Escape definitely has nothing in their catalog that is better than Week. Not one thing. Not understanding, not just kicking it, not my little secret, not anything. But what did Candy and the Regade decide to do anyway? They decided to sing understanding after a week was performed. Why? Why? Who told you that? Like, did, did, whose did, idea was that? Did JD text you? If he did, he gave you a very bad idea. Because that was a terrible, terrible decision. But overall, I think it was great. I'm glad to learn that Coco... I'm glad on one end to learn that she did not just have an attitude problem, but I'm also like sad that she had to like <laughs> witness that prior to recording. I can imagine how that would throw anyone um off their game. But it was it was cool. The last half though was dope. They both got into their bags, they both started, you know, doing things. What I didn't like though was that Escape proved that their catalog was weak because they they played um no scrubs. Yeah, they, they went like, to Candy's I'm Pen. I'm like, now y'all going to Candy Candy's Pen, and it's like, I mean, because the only one that they played that wasn't SWV was the very first song, Coco's Endow Me. Yep. Because they just, and I feel like they really literally did that to just do Clark Sister, Clark Sister kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. type of thing. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, like you have any additional thoughts about it, bro? It was... Uh- it was the fact of one. I want to. I want to go to a concert. Uh, and SW has a concert, and they come to Atlanta or yes. any anywhere nearby. Where I'm going, we're going. We're going to that concert. Um, because they perform their tails off. The last two songs they did anything and week. Mm-hmm. Shut down. Like, um, like shut it all the way down. Coco still has the voice. She is still the voice. Um. I, you know, Escape was is cool, but they just showed they had they lack versatility in their songs. It was real sleepy, um, and SWV didn't come to play. And Lily and uh, Lily held her background vocals down. You know, uh, the other sister with voice was you know, you know, Taj. Did Taj try to sing lead at one point? She did. She did. Because I was, what was I doing Sunday? I was multitasking at one. I think I was like meal prepping or something and i asked i said is that taj on lead 
I'm like, like, what song is this, and why did nigga, they choose I this? <laughs> I didn't know. It probably some of them new, um, new albums. That yeah, because then they were saying, oh yeah, the um the um the label didn't didn't push this one. I said, I, I see yeah, why. We, we see why. We, we want to hear Coco. We you know, know. we don't want to hear that. We love the sisters and the voices, but we I'm want to, to hear yes. Coco. Y'all are um, y'all are a group in name only. This is Coco right. and the girls. <laughs> right. And Tasha, um, and Escape, she was as flat, just as flat as flat can be. When I tell you, I really don't enjoy Tasha. I, the girl was flat. I, I, but I've never really enjoyed her. All mm-hmm. that running around the place, she's like a little girl on the playground, just running everywhere. <laughs> Up and down running. the slide, monkey ball. She's just everywhere. <laughs> just girl, running. sit down. And she was singing hard. And let me tell you about Candy Bear's talk. <laughs> the ugliest singer in the world. Like, not, She's not ugly, but the way her first singing voice... It's ugly. Every man wants a woman. They always get them in the mood. <laughs> Girl. Well, what was, I, what was I even about to say about Candy? I don't even remember what I was about to say about Candy. <laughs> it just threw me off that bad because Candy. Oh. Oh, what I was about to say. Escape does not have a soprano. Because Latasha ain't no soprano. Mm-mm. She just be running. And what's the other sister's name? Latavia? No, that's that's your child. <laughs> no, that's the child. Latoya. That's that's your child too. Something. Uh, the other sister who had on the ostrich fur. She neither one of them are like in spring. In in Atlanta. (laughs) Shout out to Spinderella. Shout out to Spinderella. Who gets no love from 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 Salt and Pepper. And she looked glorious. I was just about to say that. You know, Salt and Pepper don't give her no glory. None the love. She gotta go out here and get her own from the car sisters. Ooh, ooh. Seven? Yeah, seven, she, seven kids? Yeah, she's 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 Farrah from Destiny's Child. They, no, none of the love, none of it. None of the love. All right, so, you know, speaking of music, I think it's your week to give us the song of the week. It is, and I have one, and I'm also going to do some little bit of trivia for you. Okay, okay I, so am, see if you, I see hope if you I'm can, prepared. See if you can guess the song of the week. Okay. <laughs> And you're gonna give me clues, or like you're gonna give me clues, or you're gonna ask me like just a, a straight I'm out like, like question, this historic facts. Like I need to prepare my mind because it's been a long day, Brian. So I just need it's to... going to. I'm going to give you the government name of the artist. Nevadius. Nevadius. I'm give the government name of the artist, and then if in it's within theme of the of the episode. So we'll see how it goes. You ready? Okay. All right. Does this name ring a bell? Okay. Mario Sintel. It <laughs> <laughs> go down in a DM. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, <laughs> I can't get the first name, Mario. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then you said in theme. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's that's all the clue I need. <laughs> Memphis is on. Memphis is on. You know I'm always repping. Listen, friend of the podcast. <laughs> friend of, we can get Mario on this podcast. God. <laughs> and it's going to be That's What's Up. It's going to be the, the uh, song of the week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Play this song before I go off, bro. Before I go crazy. You ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. If she respond to this DM, boy, you fucked up. She took your pictures off her gram. Y'all my broke up. First she love you, then she block you, boy, that's stuck. 
It go down in the DM. It go down in the DM. It go down. It go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can went further. I can went further. Hold on. Cool. That was for those that did not know us down in the, uh, down in the DM. Uh, Yo Gotti featuring Nicki Minaj. I did it for you. I did a, a Memphis person, right? Yes. And then on top of that, I did a person. You know, uh, you're not a barb, but you are barb adjacent. You know, I'm a, I am officially a Ken. I am announcing it on <laughs> podcast. I have been so excited about what she she's been. You know. We'll talk about it later, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know. Uh, oh, Brian, I need you. I've created a women's rap playlist. I you, take great pride in it. You sent it to me. I, I took listened my, to it yet. I took my time. It has a little Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. It got some Foxy Browns, a little Kim, some Cardi, some Meg, City Girls, a little No Name. Um, oh, yeah. Chica, oh yeah, um, Mia X. <laughs> oh, okay. I got some, yeah, I got some Mia X on there. I got some Gangsta Boo, of course, from of the course. podcast, friend of her life. Um, man, I just it is just uh, Rhapsody. Okay, a, a good <laughs> got some Rhapsody on, on there. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got some um, Queen Latifah, some the Brad Eve, Trina, City Girls, oh. Mulatto, Sweetie. Bro, I went there's Beyonce because there. she's a rapper. <laughs> I went there, so I, check it out. It is about two hours of greatness. <laughs> okay, I'll probably listen 46 to it uh, maybe tomorrow. Forty six songs. Oh, Salt and Pepper. I pay homage. Lauren Hill. Okay, I went. Mm-hmm. I went there, bro. All the places. I went there. You know, I you- didn't. I didn't get any like Queen Latifah, MC Light, like solo stuff because. Mm. Okay. Did you mm. did you put um Ladies Night on there? Mm. I did uh, not because I don't particularly enjoy that song that much. Really? But it's okay. But it didn't fit it it, it didn't, you know. It wasn't in theme. It was in theme. Let me take that back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't fit what I was the aesthetic I was the listening the aesthetic flow. I was going okay. to. So because it starts off with Barbie Dreams and it ends with Beyonce's power from her okay. um, her like, you know, her Afrobeats album. Got it is a journey. And it okay. takes you on one, and I believe you will enjoy. Okay. Now that that's been said, understood, and accepted, and we've been formally blessed by the uh, Sermonic selection from your guide, are you mm-hmm. ready to go into the podcast officially? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go on to the bless up. Let's do it. All right. We are here at the Bless Up Report where we shout out black people doing great black things because black people do things all the time. All the amazing things. We do it. We do it. 366. <laughs> Bless up. <laughs> 25, 8. We do it. Um, hey, my shot. I'm not going to interpret it. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could. I'm not going to interpret it. But there's a ton that's a whole other pocket. <laughs> Who is that woman? Anyway, no Bless clue. Up. She's, a, she's amazing. <laughs> Bless All right. <laughs> uh, Darren E. Bryant, for those that do not know, he is the youngest black mayor in Illinois. Let me give you a quick background of his. Darren E. Bryant, a Kentucky State University grad, shouts out to the thoroughbreds onward, upward, uh, just took office after an election victory or an election, election victory, excuse me, um, in April, becoming the youngest black mayor in Illinois history. 
Um, after receiving 52% of the votes, the 29-year-old will take seat, take his seat, excuse me, as the mayor of the village of Robbins. For those that do not know, Robbins is a village southwest of Chicago and Cook County and is the oldest or one of the oldest incorporated African-American communities in the United States. This is one of the blackest bless ups I can think of. It's a black man who went to the HBCU, who is the mayor of one of the blackest (laughs) places, oldest blackest places uh, in Illinois. So it's so dope. So bless up to Darren E. Bryant, youngest black mayor in Illinois, HBCU grad, doing all the things. So bless up to you, and we are proud of you. Good Bless boy. up, brother. Bless up, brother. Yeah. Um, God stayed the hand of death. Didn't he? Look at God. Kinda. Okay. So, <laughs> so the more so this isn't like a, a, a national legend, but the Morehouse community mourned the death oh, okay. of Dr. Right. Tobe Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my academic advisor while at Morehouse, mm. um, a professor of over 60 years, class of 1954. Um, he started in the Late 40s, so he's actually on campus with Martin Luther King. Wow. Um, but he left um, to go um, take a job back in his hometown in Birmingham, in, Al- in Alabama, and then went on to the military, but came back to Morehouse to finish, and then went on to become the first black PhD in political science at Columbia University. Mm, wow. And then came back to Morehouse. Yeah, blessed up and the rest up, um, mm-hmm. and taught for over 60 years, and just an amazing man. Um, I was a, um American government concentration and because of that you know at most hbcus the higher you get in your specific major courses those class sizes get really small to like three four people mm, so wow. i had some very intimate settings with him on top of him being my academic advisor so a lot of conversation a lot of back and forth just an incredible impact he was one of the strategic advisors to the first black mayor here in atlanta mm. um advised a lot of you know um other mayors and governors and elected officials within the state of Georgia. Just an incredible impact in the world of academia. And I definitely want to say rest up to Dr. Johnson. Amazing man, life well lived, very long life. Um, the Morehouse community mourns, the world of academia mourns. And I just thank God for the man's life. So I couldn't, God did stay the hand of death in terms mm-hmm. of our major celebrities, but we definitely lost a local and um, hero right here in yep. the city. Rest um, up. All right. So, Speaking of colleges, um, one that isn't as great as Morehouse, but we show love to them anyway. <laughs> Howard University <laughs> has named Felicia Rashad as the new dean um, of their fine arts college. If you don't know who Felicia Rashad is, she is the beautiful, amazing, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just vintage beauty yes. from oh. the Cosby Show. Um She's a multi-award winning TV stage and film actress and director best known, you know, as Claire Huxley, as we just said. And now she can add Dean to her resume. For those mm-hmm. who do not know, uh, Miss Rashad graduated magna cum laude from um, Howard University. Uh, magna cum laude means she was real, 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 real smart for those who, you know, <laughs> some of us graduated. Thank you, laude. But she was magna oh, cum laude Hello, <laughs> from Howard University in 1970. <laughs> she has a bachelor's degree in fine arts. She actually earned her degree. She just didn't go. She graduated. Huh. Um, however, Howard University merged the College of Fine Arts into the College of Arts and Sciences in the late 1990s, but they recently decided to reestablish the College of Fine Arts, and they tapped, tapped, tapped um, Felicia Rashad to serve as the school's dean. Some notable individuals who have um, the same degree from Howard, actual degrees, which is surprising. Taraji got a degree from Howard. <laughs> she did. Taraji, I, I... <laughs> did, did she finish, finish? 
<laughs> she finished. Or did she come back as a commissioned speaker and they gave her <laughs> the doctorate of humane letters? Nah, my understanding is she finished. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that wiki because I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, I just don't know. Okay, but that's what it says. Taraji got the degree. She has the degree. She did just major. She has the degree. Um, Anthony Anderson, one of my least favorite uh, entertainers, <laughs> Bradford Young, first black cinematographer to be nominated for an Oscar, and um, our King, um, the mm-hmm. late great Chadwick Boseman, all um, have the degree. Um, Howard's president, Wayne Fred. Now, that's like your president named Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Wayne. It don't get too much blacker than that. Wayne Frederick said that Rashad would play an instrumental role in ensuring an auspicious beginning Word for this reestablished institution. So, shout outs to Claire Huxtable, mm-hmm. um, one of the, the best, mm-hmm. the best TV mom to ever grace the small screen. Um, speaking of small screens, let's talk about white people on the small screens, and that okay. is the people that is. <laughs> you know, they don't always get a whole lot of love on this podcast. Oh, yeah, but, no, not too much. Um, but the cast of This Is Us is amazing. They are white it's people a great cast. who deserve the things. Okay, yeah. they are white people who deserve the things based around the twins. Um, not the twins, the triplets. The triplets That's what they yeah. are. The triplets. Um, triplets by circumstance, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, uh, but this is us. NBC announced that it will end after running its sixth season, which I actually appreciate, Brian. Me too. Because a lot of shows go way too long. Scandal. Um, season for oh the game. Um, <laughs> um, season five is currently airing, and the sixth season is set to begin shooting this summer and debut for the 2021-2022 broadcast season. Um, do you actually watch the show? Do you follow I watch, the show? I've watched. I've seen every episode. I okay, great. That. Yeah. So, how, I mean, so how do you feel? For me, it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah, uh, like you said, like I'm glad that if they're ending it, it is not a situation where right now I'm like, oh, get the show over with. Like, mm-hmm. like I was mm-hmm. a scandal. Scandal, like. Three days were three seasons too long. Like I was just like, when is this going to end? And side note, Scandal didn't have to be that way. It did. Scandal could have legit been sh- like an- another SVU if they would have mm-hmm. just kept fixing cases as yep. opposed to digging into that whole Olivia Fitz foolishness. Exactly. That's what made it bad. Yeah, exactly. They went too much into the fixing because the first season two was just fixing fixing cases. Like, yeah, I mean, you had the undertone of their relationship, but it was mostly yeah. fixing cases. Yeah, then it went into everybody's personal life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it it could have just it got out of hand like the last couple of seasons. And it was just like, all right, when is this going to end? And I've been I've been invested all this time, so I'm so not you going didn't to, want to stop. Yeah, I didn't. And then the but, season finale was trash. Harry Black. <laughs> it was Shonda missed on that one. But any, but anyway, this is us. Is it going to do that to us? Um, and I actually think they're at a great point because if you're following the show, spoiler alert. You know mm-hmm. that they've been doing kind of flashbacks, but they've mm-hmm. also been doing, they've been flashing us forward because the mom, you know, she they she had the diagnosis, I think, last season she first mm-hmm. got it. And mm-hmm. you can kind of see they've been going to that moment to where they all are around her, I'm assuming, which is her, her last moment. Yep, so I can yep, almost yep, yep. kind of predict she's probably going to die. Um, mm-hmm. We see that one of the daughters is pregnant. We saw that in one of the little future yep. things. So mm-hmm. I think they're they've been doing a really good job of leading us there, and they've kind of went into everybody's individual story. Yep. Um, I mean, everybody from the wives and, and everything. So I don't mm-hmm. think nobody's left except um, what's the what's the brother? What's the white brother's name? It's slipping me. Kevin? Uh, Kevin, yeah, except his now fiance. I don't think we were right. deep in like to all her flashbacks. So maybe right. one or two more flashbacks, and you know, 
it can mm-hmm. it, it can really rap. So yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That it's going to they're going to give us a really great season. So shout out to This Is Us. If you watch it, um, maybe next season we'll have a whole segment called This Is Us. We recap it real quick for the mm-hmm. people. Um, yep. Maybe. I don't know if we want to give that that much time. Maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe. Speaking of things that are white that don't deserve our time, the Golden Globes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these transitions are on tonight. Uh, <laughs> NBC would not air the Golden Globes in 2022. <laughs> the network said in a statement on Monday morning, this means that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association will have to find a new partner to air their award show. Take it to BET. Uh, right. <laughs> put that thing on TV. Put it on Bounce. You put that thing on Bounce. That's the blackest thing. That's the blackest channel you can find. Put it on Bounce. Bounce TV. Tyler Perry, ain't even, Tyler Perry ain't even on Bounce. <laughs> Listen, not a, not a thing on Bounce. Put it on. What, what's left on OWN? Bring it to OWN. Oprah likes the white people. The white people love Oprah. Take, I do love her. Put it on OWN. Put it on OWN. Uh, we gotta talk about that Monique interview and another thing. Speaking of Oprah, because I listened. Okay. Oof, oof, that thing was good. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so the, the HFPA, which uh, which hands out the Golden Globe Awards, has been under fire for months. I don't know why they're the only one because the Oscars is white, the Grammys is white, the Tonys is white. white, all of them. Ain't, ain't nothing black but the BET Awards and NAACP, um, <laughs> and, and the TV One Awards and the Black That's Girls it. Rock and everything else that we and the Stellas. Now the Stellas is the black. Is of them. <laughs> it's, it's like so black. if you want to rate black award shows, it's the BT Hip Hop Awards and then the and Stellas. The Stellas. <laughs> they're like it, it on, is... they're like on opposite spectrums, but they are equally as colored. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's like ghetto church and but, like but just. Can I tell you, it is a storefront church with a big budget. That's what the Stellas Awards is, right. and it's called Stellar, and we call it Stellas. <laughs> we because it's, it's the Stellas. They be having like fifteen hosts up there. <laughs> they didn't have Beyonce come sing with Michelle Williams. <laughs> The Listen, Stellas be all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. Shiny suits everywhere. The, the Stellas is literally woman that are loose <laughs> in a storefront. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about. We have been derailed. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the Golden Globes have been under five months following an expose um, by the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Times about questionable financial practices and their abysmal record of diversity and representation. Um Cold word, they don't honor the Negroes. Um, so right. <laughs> um, they detail the plan to improve their diversity. But NBC said um, the change of this magnitude takes time and work. And they are glad that they're doing the right thing. But they will not be partners in 2022. Um, NBC has a lot of nerve um, <laughs> because there's a there, there's a little shortage Listen. in some of their programming um, as well. But no speak- black content. Speaking of shortages, there's no gas content here in Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> transition. Transition, transition king. I'm going to transition us tonight. This does a grace on me. Um, if you live in Atlanta and some of the surrounding states, you've noticed that there have been lines on top of lines, on top of lines, on top of lines to get into every quick trip, Shell, Texaco, Exxon, BP, because ain't no gas. No ain't gas. no gas. I had a quarter to full and I topped off. Um, what's today? We're recording this on Wednesday. So I topped off yesterday, and I'm probably going to put like 5 or $10 in my gas tank tomorrow to top it off a little bit more because I just don't know. But we are living out the words of the psalmist Boosie when he says, mm-hmm. I pull up to the club VIP gas tank on E, but all drinks on me. So it does not matter. Black people have been resilient for years. We've been depending <laughs> on God for years. And you, you, have, you ain't never rolled with a real black person unless that black person has said, I know my car. 
You know what that means? Right. They know how far I can go. <laughs> they can be on E, and they know that. I mean, I got about four more blocks left for a cutoff. So we ain't we driving like it ain't no. We ain't worried. But in all seriousness, there's been some type of cyber attack or some mm-hmm. kind of pipeline that's been down. And let me tell mm-hmm. you something, Brian. These mm-hmm. ignorant hackers, they know how to hack and tap into everything but the right things. Right. Cancel my student loan payments. Cancel them things. Shut them down. All of them. Log into my rental portal and pay my rent up until the end of my lease. Make my credit scores better. Like, do something something good. Erase debt. Something. You know, send me me another stimmy. Like, pay off my mortgage. If you're going to hack, listen, pay off my car. If you're going to hack into something, hack into the things that matter the most. Um, I mean, we need our gas, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I can sit at this house for a week or so. We did it for oh, a yeah. whole year. I can, I can, oh, yeah. I can sit at this house for a week. If that means my student loans are getting paid off. And that's what that right. means. So anyway, there is a gas shortage. But of course, the people are losing their minds. The gas prices have gone up to like the George Bush prices. And we are just not <laughs> here forward. We are not. We, we are, are not, not here forward. So people are flocking to gas stations, fill up their tanks. I saw some white people on Instagram filling up grocery bags. And I want to say, girl... <laughs> <laughs> Girl, what are you doing? What are you doing? With the grocery bags, you know what I'm saying? But that is what the white girls do. Speaking of all the girls, Instagram is instituting a policy where they are displaying <laughs> pronouns. So you can say if you are a girl um, mm-hmm. by birth, you can be called she or her. If you are a girl that identifies as a woman, you mm-hmm. can be called she or her or whatever your pronouns are. He, him, there and theirs. I think I've seen it says here's and zeers and all the different things. Mm-hmm. There's a new feature announced that you can share your pronouns. There's a pre-approved list of all the things and the company said users can edit or remove the pronouns at any time. They can fill out a form to have pronouns added if it is not included. You want to hear about something that was added to me and blessed my life? Okay. The news of Portia Williams and this African man. (laughs) Now, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all watch (laughs) The Real Housewives of Atlanta or not, but this particular season, season 14 or season 13, whatever this was, Mm. was a snore. That was no, that was no Lanethia. The storylines were kind of blah. They filmed Mm. in the pandemic. Kenya was Kenya in. Um, They introduced a couple of, they introduced Drew Sidora, who was boring Mm. and weird and Tried to be churchy, but I don't even think she understands church like that. Was she, was, he, was she worse than Regine Hunter that one season she was on there? The Regine was just boring and... The worst. Just Regine was just boring. Drew <laughs> was weird. Okay. It was... Yeah, that's... Yeah. And I love me some... I love me some Kim... Fields? Fields. Ooh, I was about to, <laughs> I was about to say Cole. I'd be getting them so mixed up. Um, I love me some Kim Fields, but... Not as a housewife. Anyway, so what had happened was was the I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell the story. I'm just okay. gonna tell the story. What had happened was that they introduced a couple of new friends to the show as well. Well, not mm-hmm. a couple of new. Tanya had already been on there, Shamia, Marlo, and then but there was this new friend. Oh, oh, they did introduce two new friends: Latoya, mm-hmm. the little Caribbean girl, and then Fallon. Now Fallon is married to this main name Simon. Okay. They was married, and they were intro- She was introduced to the show by Portia Williams. Now, mm-hmm. allegedly, sometimes these women when introduced to the show, they're not always friends in real life. Right. 
they're just connected to a person so that they can be their 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 line of introduction so that right. us the viewing audience will have a greater interest in who they are right. and what they bring to the table. You follow mm-hmm. me, you follow me. I, I'm following so, you. That season ended. Fallon was married. She had Portia over to the house. They went swimming. They went on trips. They've done the things. Fast forward to the end of this his season. It appears on the social medias that Portia is now engaged My <laughs> to God. Mr. Simon. And in her comment, in her in her post, she commented and said that her and Fallon were not friends. Mm. And that uh, Mr. Simon and her 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 ex fiance Dennis are mm. going to try to be cordial and nice. And the internet just went up in an uproar. The internet did what the, the internet t- did. I mean, it's been a whole tizzy because you know, like I, I told y'all about that. Um, matter of fact, it may be a little bit more appropriate if I just play it for you because I told y'all about my little playlist and mm-hmm. this song. You know, has so much greater meaning now that we're talking about this. I'm just gonna let this play. Let you hear this. That's exactly what Portia did. She <laughs> took her man and, and it just has everybody up in a two. Mia X is Mia X is underrated. Um but yeah, so it's it's just it's just a mess, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is all over the place. I won't get into it because you know you know on this podcast here particularly, mm-hmm. we don't do a whole lot of the gossip blog type content. But you don't, Portia. Some ain't right in some ain't right in the water. <laughs> Something about the trigonometry ain't trigging. And any thoughts, bro? I know you're not a like a super deep housewives watcher, but any any uh... thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've watched. I've been, I've been following like a little bit to try to figure out what was going on and what it was like. But I, I actually watched a, a Tammy Roman, who's on Basketball Wives. Uh, mm-hmm. She kind of explained what you kind of explained earlier. Um, like, oftentimes in these reality TV shows, the girls don't really know each other. So the studio or the network will say, "Hey, we want to bring somebody on who's going to volunteer to be like the the introducer or the introduction." Uh, who can be used as to do, to do the introduction to this character? Yeah, uh, into the show. So, <clears throat> so I do, but kind of believe Porsche saying like, I know that girl. We, we wasn't even friends, and they was they wasn't together no more. So like, you know, I swooped in and I, I met the dude. Uh, it's just funny that um, I guess Lauren she watches Housewives faithfully, and she was saying in one of the episodes, um, Porsche was like, "Oh, he's a nice man. I can I need to find a man like him." I come to find out that she actually ended up with the man, you know. That yeah, she not, not a man dope. like him, the man. man. The but him. I thought you, I thought you gonna play this. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I thought you gonna play this. <laughs> Long intro. It's, it's an old school song, so it's a long intro. It's just woman to woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Barbara. Barbara, this is Barbara. Shirley. Barbara, this is Shirley. You might have known that, Brian. You know I'm old school. I was going through my old man's pockets this morning. It's too long to play, but you know what I'm and talking about. Mm. Wait a minute. Since we're doing that, I got I got one for you. <laughs> okay, we're gonna be playing song song war. Okay, 
Leaking the song well, for what's the most appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I got one. When you done with that one? Okay, hold on. Go for yours. Cause mine ain't mine ain't coming okay. up yet. I, I, it might be the same song though. So okay. let's see. <laughs> no, that ain't it. But I got one. All right, I gotta fast forward so I can get the. Uh... A clean up woman is a woman who gets all of the ugly girls laid behind. <laughs> the reason I know so much about her. There's an intro that I don't want. As we like. This is Kelly, Kelly Price. Uh, Kelly Price version. Yes, we've stolen this moment. We stole this moment. <laughs> Simple fact, <laughs> but meanwhile, it's morning. <laughs> but meanwhile, Portia's over here. Like, let me tell you what Portia's doing. In the meantime, okay. Portia ain't bothered. Let me tell you, y'all talking about those or this is Portia though. The <laughs> <laughs> good one. <laughs> My song, good. good one. I'm gonna have to say this one. Me, 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 me. Doesn't take much to make me happy and make me smile with glee. Never ever will I feel discouraged. No, she said Instagram. Cause you love no Demonstrating love and affection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the what? World to see. Whoa, whoa. Oh. You got the best of, best my, of my love. love. Side note, I love Tracy Ellis Ross, mm-hmm. but the emotions were 30 times better than the Supremes. I'm just going to say it. In okay. terms of talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dinah wasn't, wasn't a vocalist. As, like, I'm talking about as a conglomerate in terms mm-hmm. of talent and actual, like, actual, like, soulful songs. The Supremes mm-hmm. went real poppy. Mm. You know, because I mean, and, and granted, it worked. Like Barry Gordy turned them into a super group, but the yep. emotions was like they were the OJs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Whereas the Supremes were like the Temptations and the the more mainstream black group. And um, that's that's a sidebar. But anyway, now that all of that has been understood and accepted, <laughs> all of the things, Brian, you ready to go into? We gonna head on down to the living room. Let's go. All right. So grab your drink, grab your snack, grab <laughs> your things, put up your TV tray, kick off your shoes, and relax your feet. Potter on down with the JXL podcast. Just kick it because we finna go. All right. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> All right, we are here at the living room having a great conversation, man. We've had a great time so far. Let's kind of get into a good conversation. And I was actually on Instagram this week 
Um, and I was reading this article, this story on Ball Alert, where a 20-something, 27-year-old woman went to a high school or tried to infiltrate a high school just to kind of get some more Instagram followers. And I thought that was an interesting conversation. From a high school? From high schoolers. Okay. Um, So I thought, you know, I was thinking to my mind, like to myself, like, is social media and followers that important that you would be willing to infiltrate a high school? Uh, to try to increase your followers. So I thought it would be great to have a conversation regarding social media. It's something that's important mm-hmm. to our generation. Um, so w- what platforms do you actually engage in on social media? So <clears throat> currently, mm-hmm. I think my biggest piece of engagement is LinkedIn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right about now, uh, you interpret that how you will. I'll interpret those tongues. <laughs> <laughs> I'll interpret the tone. Um, but no, um, I am very active on LinkedIn though. Um, because I do value like really it's, I, I've made some really great networking connections. Mm-hmm. I've been introduced to some great people through there. Um, but in terms of like socially, mm-hmm. um, Facebook and Instagram, um, I I used to have a Twitter, but I got rid of it. Ooh, this is 2021. I want to say maybe 2018-ish, 2019 has been the mm-hmm. last. And then even before then, I hadn't like actively tweeted like years, a couple of years before that. Um, and if I did anything, it was like pushing out like events that I was hosting or a part of mm-hmm. or something. But I wasn't really at. I used to be very active. I used to live tweet during shows. And okay. one time <laughs> Columbus Short retweeted me from Scandal. So it was. Oh, wow. I was, I was, I was, a, I was, I probably could have been like. Uh, an influencer or something about now because I was very active. Um, mm-hmm. I had Snapchat, but I deleted that too because, um, like Twitter, I just didn't use it, and it right. was just sitting there. And then Snapchat kind of died, uh, but I didn't yeah. use it. And when I would go in there, it would be to promote like things like the podcast. But mm-hmm. we, I wasn't really getting any like real traction on there for that. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Yep, this is taking up space. Don't need it." Um, right. So really, just Facebook and Instagram. Very mm-hmm. active for the people who I follow. I actually engage with my followers and mm-hmm. people that follow me. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I like, I come in, I'm not shady in terms right. of like, I'm not going to ignore, you know, ignore pictures and things like that. Um, right. Facebook, I understand the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just, I'll, I'll say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it that way. How about you? Um, I'm not super active. So I, at one point I didn't understand social media. I didn't understand its purpose. I didn't understand its goals. So I did not utilize it to its full capacity, uh, for, towards full potential. Um, yeah. same like you, I'm only really using like faithfully only really using, um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, TikTok is, is interesting to me. Uh, I don't have Twitter. Oh yeah. Do you, do you TikTok? I don't TikTok. I've never even been on TikTok before. Okay. I need to, I want to check it out though. Like, our good friends, we know like Chris Moore is on TikTok. Um, and I know people that are on TikTok that they use it for certain things, like finding out good restaurants and stuff like that. But um, And I'm on LinkedIn too, uh, of course. But other than that, I don't really, like I said, I didn't really utilize, I don't utilize social media probably as much as I can. Uh, I'm not shady or anything on social media. I used to be. I used to just, you know. You should shade the girls on, on, on Facebook? <clears throat> yeah, you know, it happens. Mm. I, I like some, I'm not a hater. I don't be on there like, you know, 
scrolling by stuff that you know should you know a, a, should get a like or something like that, or be that one. Everybody laughing at the post, and then be that can, one person. Can we pause for the calls <laughs> and talk about this? It is fifty laugh reactions, and you come with a like, and I would a like. If you didn't think it was funny, just keep going. <laughs> you didn't messed up the beauty of this. What? Can, who raised you? Right. Oh, anyway, go ahead. That <clears throat> yeah, just so, that grinds my gears. Though. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not that I'm not that person. Like if it's a if it's funny, I'm just gonna put the laughing joint on there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I Facebook's probably how I use that, and like I said, I do know the difference between the two. We'll probably get into that a little bit later, but um, yeah, you know, I, I I'm I I used to be terrible at social media, but I can enjoy it now. And I actually make. Creation, uh, not creations. I make friendships <laughs> and stuff on there. No Facebook. <laughs> it's OnlyFans, um, social media. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, wow. Um, don't know if it's social media <laughs> more so than it is probably similar to whatever YouTube is. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll leave that there, though. <laughs> yeah, but social media is, is interesting because it's like you know. Like for instance, um, this Mother's Day just passed, right? So yeah. it was. Uh, I have a love hate relationship with, with social media. Like this Mother's Day was passed, and I really, I wanted to say something. I have a mom, and who's uh, a great yeah, mom. I would hope you do. Thank God for her. Thank God for sent. And I have a you know a wife who's a great mother as well. So like I really didn't have it in me to like pin. Like I really wanted to pin something amazing and beautiful. Sure, but I didn't have it in me. So I just basically said, like, you know, I have the capacity to do that. Shouts out to all the moms out there. Shouts out to you know those you know whose mom passed away. Praying for you, all that kind of stuff. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have it in, but I felt like you know the pressure of it all to post something on Mother's Day. Um, so I posted something because I felt like you know the pressure of it all. So do you ever like you know feel pressure to post on social media? Um, sometimes, and I and I don't often lean into it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole woman crush Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm married, and not to say that I don't honor my wife, but I don't. Mm. I'm not posting her every Wednesday, right? Uh, specifically, right? Right. Yeah. Um. Now, Mother's Day and birthdays, I will carve out some space to kind of. Mm-hmm. But you know me, like one of one of the ways I express myself is in my writing. Like, right, right. If right. I can't typically get it out, I will sit down behind a computer and just kind of type or something. And I'm usually able to express myself a lot better than I could sit down and think and write something. So mm-hmm. I could be like in the same space you were in and not have the capacity. But if I said, right. you know what? I'm mm-hmm. a something's gonna come. And it may not be as eloquent as I want it to be, but I would do it. Um but even in that, I don't feel like there's pressure because I remember there was one, it was years ago, there was a mm-hmm. Valentine's Day um that me and Asher, we weren't in the best place. Um but by the end of the day we were, you know, we were talking and so we just weren't in the best place. Right. And she was like, yeah, you really didn't post nothing. I said, well, I didn't want to post anything on Valentine's Day. I said, because I'm not capping like that. Mm. And she was like, oh, that's fair. Like, she wasn't even mad about it. And I'm just like, so right. to say that when I do it, while it may seem eloquent and over the top, I'm really doing it because one, that's just how I write. But mm-hmm. two, I wanted to do it. And when right. I don't want to do it, I, I don't. Like, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> um so no i don't know that there's any pressure i, w- I will say there is pressure mm-hmm. and but i don't always fall into right what that pressure makes even for my own birthday like i think mm-hmm. my caption was this is 32 with a balloon right one no 
you know, you know the long soliloquy, reflective pose. <laughs> and like, so if, I think for 30, the day before I did like 30 lessons learned or something. Mm-hmm. But that was really just me expressing, like, mm-hmm. again, my writing style, just who I am. Right. I just kind of gave him. I said, but I didn't go into this whole like prophetic gesture of what I believe 30 would be and inviting mm-hmm. people to prophesy into my timeline. I, you know. And all that I kind of interpret. stuff. I can interpret. I can, hey, <laughs> um, I um, but no, man. I, did, well, I think you threw some shade in there. It says 30 people prophesied to me. I think I've seen somebody that we know that, that did that. No, I'm sure people have <laughs> done that. And, you know, I didn't have no flyers for my birthday concert. And, <laughs> you know, all that different kind. I don't usually post my cash app. Like, Mm-mm. you know, if you want to send me a gift or send me a cash app, you will likely message or text or mm. call me and ask for it. And right, if right. not, it's okay. Like I'm not, I don't, and I'm not saying that people who do it is wrong. I just feel like for me personally, that pressure feels like I'm soliciting money. And right, right. Yep. do I want your cash app? Yes. You can send them to dollar sign JJR89 anytime you feel <laughs> led to, but I don't know that I'm going to ever, you know, post it on my birthday or anything like that. It's just, it's just not me. Right. And but there's but that's no shade to anyone. And that's the other thing about pressure. I think sometimes I have these kind of stances about how I navigate social media. Mm-hmm. And because of our generation, I guess there is a pressure to do certain things because the opposite of that can seem shady. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's really not. It's just my preference. Like if you post a picture that I genuinely don't like, I'm not liking your photo. <laughs> and it's and it's no shade to you. I just it's an ugly picture. Would you rather me tell you it's ugly? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so I just rather just dis. I rather just disengage. <laughs> yeah. Just keep on scrolling. I'm gonna keep on scrolling. And sometimes you, I might give you a sympathy tap because you are my friend. But there are times mm-hmm. I would look at that thing and and then there are other times because of the algorithms I legit don't see it or I'm right, scrolling right. so yeah. fast that I didn't pay attention to it. Um, right. I think like today Chris posted something about oh. He reshared something about Ruth Chris being overrated mm-hmm. or overpriced. Oh, shout and out I, to Marcus. Yeah, and I think I saw it the first time, but I just right. I was like, I don't care about Ruth Chris, and I just kept scrolling. But then right. I saw that it was reshared by. I said, okay, what is this? What are they talking about? So right. but then I engaged. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. so there is pressure, um, mm-hmm. not so much for me to post, but sometimes I think I overthink it. Right, right, right. Um, on like how I should engage, what I should do, because there are also some conversations that I want to jump in and drag the people. Oh yeah. Woo, but I don't know, you know, to your point, if I have the capacity or, or oh, yeah. to me, I always have the capacity. <laughs> I don't know that I have the energy to keep going in the way that is necessary um, to keep going when you engage in social media battles, because those can become an entire thing. And those can be riddled with a lot of back and forward. Um, you can start engaging with people who you do not know, um, who you never had any intentions on talking to. And it just becomes this kind of really big, unnecessary thing that did not have to happen. So um, to answer the question right out, no, I don't feel pressure uh, in the general sense that I got to promote this or I got to post that or I got to say this, but I do think there are some pressures of how mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. navigate those spaces and right. wondering if I'm doing it well. Yeah. And, and that's me. I guess to me, like I kind of think like, what am I using social media for at times? Um, but even to your point, as far as getting involved in conversations, I don't get involved in like, if it's like a, a spat, 
I'm not going to get involved where, like, you know, my wife, she's going to choose violence at all times. Like, she's going to, you know, go back and forth and she has the time to do that. Our good friend Chris Moore, he's going to start the violence, right? And then he's going to go back and forth with folks and stuff like that. So that's just not me. I guess I utilize social media probably more for just random stuff and just look at it and stuff like that. Um, but I, I enjoy that uh, in terms of that. But um, uh, I, I, and I guess to the point of there's a lot, you know, the one thing I guess that bothers me with social media is the amount of cap on that app, right? The, you know, the, the, I guess the potential, um, just putting on for the app to make it seem like you got all the things together, you know, you have all the money tips, you, you know, have the perfect family. Did you just um, shake the entire, I'll go here. But you just shaped the entire Forex investment crew. You just did. Stop requesting ahead. me to be friend. I don't, I don't want to sell Forex. I don't, want, I don't want none of your Bitcoin. I, none of it. I don't want none of that. Like, it's okay. Like, I don't need Dodge. I don't need all those things. Like, it's okay. Like, I don't need those things. I'm fine. I'm fine with what I do, what I have in my account and stuff like that. But, like, you know, there's a lot of that on the social media app. And then it's like, you know, a lot of information. So what? how do you distinguish between the the real and the fake on social media. Oh, I'm quick to delete your friend request. <laughs> Specifically on Facebook. And oh, I yeah. can know you. And oh, we'll yeah. look at that and be like, mm, don't have the energy uh-uh. to deal with whatever uh-huh. you're about to bring my way. Oh, yeah. Um, And then here's the other thing. Stop disrespecting yourself. If mm-hmm. you go unfollow me, continue to unfollow me. Right. Don't follow me back and try to get my attention. That's not going to, I'm going to see it. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to engage you. I'm not going to follow you back. Mm-mm. I'm not going to go like your pictures. Um, and, that, and to me, that's a part of the cap. I think so. what social media has done was eliminated mm-hmm. or gave this false sense of, like, we don't have to communicate. I can right. get these indicators right, right, that right. will communicate for me. And to me, what, the reason why I said that's a part of the cap is because you're lying to yourself. If right. you think that that's going to move me in any kind of way, right. you go on my page, you know what I'm saying? And you follow me, then unfollow me and like, and follow me back. I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think I heard Kevin stay say this. You do follow and follow me again. I'm going to block you. So you don't have to change your mind. <laughs> stay right there. You can right. stay, stay on the, stay on the opposite side of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but yeah, but in terms of people just flexing on the gram, um, you know, live, I'm, I'm going to say this, live your life. I ain't right, here right. to judge you, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's it's just it is it is interesting that there are people mm-hmm. doing a whole bunch of things, you know, and don't even have their own place to live. It's interesting, <laughs> you know. We know you, we, you know, so we know you. You know, what I'm saying it's interesting that people post certain. I just had a conversation with a friend literally before we recorded and called right. him out <laughs> about something <laughs> he posted on the gram. That I was like, now you know, you know, but because we're friends. Right. I'm going to pull you to the side in private, you know, right. but, and it wasn't nothing like egregious. It was something right. really simple that also made it kind of dumb, but either way, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things happen, but here's the flip side to that though, Brian, mm-hmm. I don't think that some people are capping. I think some people are engaging in what they want to do. Like, mm. and there's this whole going back to Kevin on stage, this LLC Twitter type culture yeah, that buddy. says you have to do this, you have to do that. So I think I saw something today that says, you know, y'all up here talking about, you know, investing in this is too cheap, but you just spent $10,000 on a vacation because self-care. Right. Because I don't, right. because I don't want to invest $10,000 in Dodge coin. Like, right. And 
<clears throat> excuse me. I'm not I'm not here to shade. If you make legitimate money in mm-hmm. Forex on your cell phone, as you right. would say in hours or five minutes, then cool. Right. I am not, I'm not knocking your hustle. If you can not make five thousand dollars in a day and you did it because you were trading stocks and watching Robin Hood, I personally don't have the capacity. <laughs> I personally don't have an understanding enough to do it. And neither do I think I have the interest to learn it on that level. Right. right. Um, when it comes to investment, I just want to know what are some smart investment things to invest in. Put some right. my money in there, hold it, maybe mm-hmm. take it out early if I, you know, if I'm, you know, understanding the market, but not right. as my sole means of income. Right, right, right. There are things I'm really passionate about that I want to uh-huh. do that I can also get paid to do. And, it, right. and it's not to say that I I couldn't do that, but what I also understand about those kind of fast markets, you mm-hmm. have to be like on your phone and watching. Right, right, right. So if mm-hmm. I'm doing my passion projects, I don't have capacity to do that. I saw a friend from high school, a former friend from high school, who said he took a nap and lost $14,000 because the market wow. changed and he wasn't mm-hmm. on his phone when he needed to be. I love a good nap. Mm-hmm. I don't have time <laughs> to let my naps become cursed <laughs> like that, right. right? So I think the other side of cap is this world that tells us how we're supposed to live our life right, and what right. it's supposed to look like. I can legit tell you, I don't want to pay $500 for your Forex course, but then go spend $500 on an outfit if I wanted to do that. Easy. Because that's my business. Right, that's right, what right. the would say. That's what mm-hmm. I want to do. Um, and I don't think it makes me any less wise or anything like that. It's just, I just mm-hmm. did not. Just, and you don't know my business. I have an right. entire portfolio of things that I've invested. I have a whole financial advisor. You know, right. that came with my life insurance package. Shout out to mm-hmm. Northwestern Mutual. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no shade to Primerica. Uh, <laughs> no side shade. eye. Yeah, no, no side eye. No, but you know, but but no, for real though, like, you know, I, that like when I signed, when we signed up forward, that was a part of the deal. Like he came with the deal. So we had these conversations mm-hmm. with him and we talked through financial plans, all these kind of things. So, but that's nothing I, I also don't advertise too, right? Right, so, right. If you saw me starting in Tulum, which I didn't do, right. you know what right. I'm saying, you would be inaccurately judging mm-hmm. everything else that I have going on. Or if right. you saw me celebrating in Tulum, it could have just been I was laid off for six months, and now a nigga just want to celebrate. Right. And that's just what I'm going to do. You know, I right, ain't right, take right, my right. first G and invested. I went and celebrated because self-care. I spent it. I spent yeah, it. Yeah, I spent it. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Who's stimulating the economy? I'm stimulating the economy. Um, but no, so I, I think there's cap on so many levels from people just so flat levels. out lying to mm-hmm. those who are suggesting that life has to be this one way. Life, right. black people aren't monolithic, but so, right. like, the way, we live our, the way we live our lives isn't as well, so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And what takes me off a lot of some of the conversations on social media, especially like the ones kind of like you said, like on the other side where they want you to live their life, live your life the way they see it. Like, oh, you know, niggas out here buying Jordans. Uh, you can be using that to buy stock. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nigga, I have both. Like, I, you know, have plenty both of shoes. And, and, I, and I, have, I have stock of Nike. Like, it is what it is. I'm I'm fully investment licensed. I have all, I know all these things, right? So you can have both. You don't necessarily have to do one or the other. You can literally have the Gucci belt and own the Gucci stock if that's the thing. Yes. Um, and you can say, but also like to go to Tulum or you can, there's, there's multiple things that you can do. And again, like my, my wife always trying to talk and trash and she'd be, you know, flexing on people, whatever, because, because there's, there's certain things that you like, you know, if you, 
I think to me, sometimes people are a little extra in terms of like the posting of it all, like trying to make people feel bad. And it's kind of like, you know, like you said, you don't know what people have. Mm -hmm. You're trying to make people feel bad for what they're doing or why they're doing things. And it's just like, that's the most annoying thing. And it's just super frustrating. And I just dislike it. So, uh, you know, and and I'm the type of person, I'm going to show myself and, and, you know, use my personality on social media. But I guess within that question or transition to that is like privacy, right? So Mm -hmm. like how much are are you going to... I guess, give of yourself or showcase of yourself on social media? As much as I'm comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's re- it's relative, but it's just the real right. answer that I can give. So mm-hmm. uh, people who know me know, you know the basics of me. Mm-hmm. Josh, Black, Morehouse, Memphis as crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> husband, father, all the things. Greek. So Greek. <laughs> and most of what you see in my bio like mm-hmm. legit. Uh, let me go. Let me go to my Instagram bio right now because that's going to give you a clear picture of like what I'm going to post via. Because mm-hmm. my page is curated. I only have 13 posts. I used to have mm-hmm. 12. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do better of like. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do better <laughs> of like consistently like keeping posts, leaving them up, and just have like the hundred or two hundred or whatever. Right. But I used to keep 12 and rotate them out because I wanted. For me, it was about having a curated experience of who I am. So there's right, going to be. Right certain pictures of me because this is my social media so it's gonna be mostly mm-hmm. me um you're gonna see my wife you're gonna see my children and mm-hmm. then you're gonna see representations like one of their now is me in a graduation robe there's one um literally in you know in, in, a, in a greek jacket but my but um my bio says disciple of jesus lets you know that i'm serious about mm-hmm. my faith um mm-hmm. love of trap music because i love i love the trap music mm-hmm. um a culture disruptor so you know i be invading these white spaces Curator right. motivation, because you know that goes back to the public speaking, preaching side of me. Morehouse man speaks my education. Then I got down there, find new pie, which is mm-hmm. you know Kappa. And then Memphis ATL lets you know where I'm from, and then co-host of the Jigsaw, and then my website, and right. then my highlights are things about fashion, workouts, which I love, um, mm-hmm. musings and inspirations, which is you know my inspirational thoughts that I give sometimes, and then the J word, which is the blog and the writings that I do. So right. like. All of that, just by looking at it, that's me. You're going to get, mm-hmm. that's what you can expect if you go to my page. Right. Um, right. So when I say it's as comfortable what I share, um, mm-hmm. it's as comfortable as I feel to share within mm-hmm. the confinements of all of that, you're, right. you're going to get. So, you know, with my family, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm personally not going to post a picture of like my boys in the tub, like some people, do, like parents do. Like, right. you know, and I don't, I, and yeah. I'm, and I don't see anything wrong with that per se. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I'm, I want to get them little Negroes washed up and in the bed. And my kids are at the age now where they are self, they taking full showers by themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm, I'm past that. And when they were at that age, social media wasn't. Mm-hmm. Huge like it is now, right? right? Which it seems to uh, seems interesting to say, but social media has literally changed in five oh, years, yeah, like significantly. You know, significantly. But anyway, so even with Greek stuff, like I am, I, I joined in an alumni chapter. So while I'm a young alumni and I have some um, some parallel experiences, mm-hmm. right, with some of the gentlemen who you know had an undergraduate experience. Uh, what I will say is that, you know, overall, I'm grown. So you're not going right. to see me strolling all day, every day and wearing mm-hmm. Nelia and 15 pictures of Nelia. Like, I, I had on a Capo Polo literally because it was the first thing I grabbed that matched the jeans and it was easy mm-hmm. to hire. Like, mm-hmm. 
I wasn't just feeling extra frat. Like I wasn't, right. and I love my frat, but you know what right. I'm saying? But that wasn't it. And so as far as privacy, there will be certain things you will never know, or you will mm-hmm. never see unless mm-hmm. you know me, you mm-hmm. know, uh, even on my close friends, what I, you know, it really ain't nothing to see on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't, right. <laughs> you know, so for me, it's all about, if if I want you to know, I'm going to tell you, I'm going right. to engage you in further conversation, but in, mm-hmm. in terms of like just posting. And then right. I've also, Brian, you know, growing up in the older I've gotten, and you maybe can relate to this, I've become more liberated in my thought. So there oh, are yeah. certain things where some people think, and mostly people, when I say some people, I'm just stop being Church, right Church folk think it's too mm-hmm. much, but it's like when I work out, I don't work out to gospel. Right. If I post a workout video, you're going to hear, as you called him, Mario, you're going to hear God. You're going, right. and it ain't going to be the edited versions. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just not, I'm not going through the, the, the trouble of finding all of those. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? I have tattoos. I'm not going to cover them up just because they make you feel uncomfortable. Right. I have earrings. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be I'm going to be expressive about I want cuz I want more tattoos now, Brian. So like just uh-huh. like you, you know, other person listening can post like, "Hey, I got a taste for some chicken. I got to itch for some more ink." Like Right. <laughs> and, and I don't think that that's oversharing. It's who I oh, am and I've embraced it. And if you mm-hmm. can't handle that, then there's a, the same button that you click to follow me will lead you mm-hmm. out the door to unfollow. Right. Um, right. So I think in terms of privacy, personally, mm-hmm. there are things that I'm just not sharing about my personal life. Now, when I get my summer body right, I will be completely shirtless on the ground. <laughs> um, but not overly flashy, though. Like I'm not finna right, be right. posting like in my drawers laying in the bed. It's going to legit be me like on a beach. Like It's right, going to legit right. be me, you know what I'm saying... I don't know, maybe doing a side-by-side as a motivational post. It's not, you know what I'm saying? But again, I think it's how you do it versus right. what you actually do a lot of times too. Right. Uh, how right. about you, bro? Like, what are your, I know you, you're a lot, you're a little less active than I am. So how do you navigate? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. But mm-hmm. uh, like Instagram, for instance, is pretty, like the same thing as you, like pretty curated, like 15 posts. My wife are is in most of them. My daughter's in like two of them. You and Chris are probably in the other ones. So it shows, you know, I like to volunteer. I like my family. I love my friends and my daughter. That's pretty much what it is. Everything else is in the bio. You pretty much know what you know. Um, I put everything else pretty much in the stories for the most part. Like when I'm doing stuff, you know, I do things in the stories. Um, I don't post a whole lot. Um, I probably post more about the jigsaw than anything else. And I may post okay. my my daughter or something like that here and there. Um, yeah, I don't post too much uh, unless it's something funny or something like that. And yeah, I, you know, I may go on vacation. I may post something, some things in the story or what have you. If I go out with you all, I may do like a close friend situation. Like if I really care about, you know, who's because people, people be on there lurking, like niggas be on there lurking, like trying to figure out what you're doing. And they really don't care about what you're doing. Now. They really want to know what you're doing so they can talk stuff about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so I'm pretty clear with what I what I post. I post things intentionally, um, but I also know that there's duality in terms of like who I am. So I I have the ability. The great thing about privacy, you have the ability to put out there what you want to put out there. Yes. Right. Um, yes. And like you, yeah. And, and like you, like I've grown in terms of what I'm comfortable with and not comfortable with. At one point, some things I probably never would have posted. I probably never would have posted some of the stuff we talked about here on the podcast on my on my social media. But like, 
it's it is what it is, right? Uh, or never posting like maybe like having like a drink or something like that, or um, you, you know, songs with curse words or um, some memes or you know that I think are just hilarious that are completely inappropriate depending on who you know who you are, right? So. Um, yeah, so I think the great thing about social media is you do have the ability to put out there what you want to put out there. I think the biggest thing is going to be being authentic with who you are. So in terms of the, the other side of the cap is like putting out there what you want people to see, but it being authentically you and you holding some things back for your, maybe your close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you may have the transparent moments, but I'm only going to provide a certain level of transparency to certain people who are close to me. And that's not my closest friends on social media. It's like, y'all, like we can go out there and, you know, be in the moment and hang out, you know, in the moment, um, but not post so much stuff. So even within that, as far as being authentic, do you express yourself differently on the different platforms? Um, Differently, only in terms of approach. Okay. And I think we talked about that a little bit, like just understanding the difference, right? So right. like if I post a picture... Let me go back to my actual, let me give real, (laughs) real examples here. So like I got a picture where I posted my current profile picture on Facebook is my most Mm -hmm. recent picture on Instagram. And when mm-hmm. I posted it as my profile picture, I just posted it, no caption. It was just my profile picture. When I put it on Instagram, I did the little catchy, you know, caption from a Drake lyric that says a boss role that I've grown into. So mm-hmm. I will say Instagram, I'm probably a little bit more culturally, and I won't say even more, because mm-hmm. I'm very, like, culturally, a culture maven, I would say, on Facebook, too. I address culture. I talk about things that's happening in the world. I think my approach to it is different, because Instagram, you ain't here to read a paragraph or two. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get, and again, for me, my Instagram is a more of a curated kind of artistic expression of who I am. And mm-hmm. if you want more of a day-to-day kind of how I think, you need to watch my stories. Because right, that's right. where you'll get more. Even if I'm reposting oh, yeah. something, oh, yeah. I'm reposting something that's funny to me, that speaks yep. to me, that yep. I vibe with in the moment. Um, I'm singing on my way to work or, you know, like we do in the pod. I'm always singing on the pod. Like I might be oh, yeah. singing in the car on the way to work. Um, right. Especially in Atlanta traffic. You might be sitting there for 20 minutes. I got time to sing a song. Um, so I don't say that I, I, I'm different as in I'm too different. You're going to get the same Josh, but you're mm-hmm. going to get two different experiences because my approach is different. Exactly. But you're going to get the same Josh. Oh, yeah. Authentically, you. yeah. You're going to get the same Josh. Um, because sometimes I, what, I, what I post on Facebook, I will screenshot and put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And many times, like I said, I will put the same picture on Facebook. The captions will just be different right. um, just because, you know, on Instagram and especially when I'm posting on my actual page, I go real short form um, versus right. with Facebook. You know, I got time to, you know, maybe tell a story behind the picture or, right. you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So right. it just it just it really just depends on how I feel. But in terms of like authenticity, you're going to mm-hmm. get you're going to get Josh J. Rogers regardless of the platform. Right, right, yeah, and I think same here. Like, I probably, I, I think too is like I know, like, say for instance, I want my mom to see something in terms of like, my mom likes to be openly celebrated, so I might post something on Facebook to openly celebrate her because I know she's gonna see there and she's gonna love the, the likes and stuff like that. Um, right. But I probably won't post the same thing on Instagram because Instagram I kind of use for a different purpose of just trying to see memes and it's just funny. Like you know, Instagram to me is like a funnier platform to where. Um, pictures to me are funnier than necessarily um, like 
comments people share on Facebook, right? So um, I've definitely, um, in terms of expressing myself, I don't really express myself too much on social media, but I probably mm-hmm. interact just differently on the two platforms in terms of understanding who the audience is. Um, Facebook is kind of for older folks. So like you may have a lot of my relatives that are older. My grandma's on Facebook, you know, stuff like that. Um, where Instagram is a little more of a younger audience per se. So I may post something that, you know, touches that demographic a little bit more. Uh, so that works. Um, but, um, even within that, like, I think, you know, the, uh, the idea of posting, but also scrolling, um, is, it's something that I think that can be like one of those, um, I don't know if you ever happened to you like one day or sometimes you can be on social media, just, just scrolling forever because yeah. you just have nothing else to do. Um, and you're just laughing all day. Um, but then there's other times where there's like so much stuff on social media. That's like frustrating. And I don't know about yeah, you. It gets like, overwhelming. And yeah. yeah, 2020 was a tough social media year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, between all the murders, the George Floyd, the and then seeing the video of George Floyd and all the Donald Trump stuff, like social media was stuff last year. So I guess within that, like, how do you protect your peace? I guess when scrolling, I actively ignore it. So like, I follow right. Sean King, but mm. I will I will mute him. Oh um, yeah. I love Angela Rye, but like you said, when I'm trying to like protect my peace. I may like it so I can go back and look at it, but I will not watch the video. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, she's probably giving a really dope perspective. Right. I'm just not, I just, like you said, after watching that video, I don't really want to talk about it. Right. I'm still right. trying to process the image that I just saw. Or mm-hmm. I'm frustrated that right after the Derek Chauvin, um, you know, um, you know, the, the, after the trial, that then, you know, here we got the young lady. I can't, I can't, um, Micaiah, Micaiah, yeah, Micaiah yeah. Bryant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you know, he murdered within hours, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't have time to, so sometimes I just tune out. So, while I right. may not get off of social media, because, like you said, you're bored, you may not have nothing else to do, but like, there are ways I'm gonna keep going, or I mm-hmm. would just watch stories mm-hmm. and not go through the timeline, right, um, right? Right, but then if I see too many stories, just like when. J. Cole told us he was dropping a new album. I mean, <laughs> everything. And I and I think I texted the I said, if I see one more J. Cole post, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Um, right. Only for him to give us a single that was like, ugh. I mean, that was it was a good single, but it wasn't like, it wouldn't blow your mind. Right. It wasn't right. my anticipation for this Onika Mirage <laughs> um, <laughs> song that I think is about to drop. Um, but no, on a serious note, um, I just actively ignore Mm-hmm. When I when 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 I know that it's happening, I choose joy. And there could be mm-hmm. times where legit though, bro. Um, I will, I'll go downstairs and watch TV, right? And put my and kind of turn my and I would turn my phone over and get engrossed in the movie, the show, the whatever, so that I'm not forced. And then when I do feel like pick my phone up again, I'm either really sleepy. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of capacity, you know, right. those types of things. But what I'm not doing, what I am not doing mm-hmm. is like subjecting myself to that. And when I do, it's because I want to. I want to be engaged. I want to learn. I want to find out more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same here. Like, uh, like I'm not going to intentionally, like they say, choose violence. I'm not going to intentionally choose trauma. Yeah. You know, there's like certain moments where like in, in society where it's like this, there we know what the story is, right? Um, like this week, 
Portia was what took over the timeline. But I, I mean, I was took over the timeline. <laughs> over it, you know, and some people were upset about it. But part of me was kind of like, I kind of wanted to know what, what was going on. And to me, I don't find that something that's like offensive or traumatic, right? Right. Uh, but then there's other moments where I'm like, you know, you see one post and it's like, oh snap, I'm going to avoid social media because I know it's going to be like just a whole trend of this and I don't need this negativity in my life. I don't need this, you know, uh, people sharing a video of somebody getting murdered. I don't need to see that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So same thing. And, and even like, you know, one thing I've learned to do is like, you may start following someone and then like after a while you start seeing their posts and this is like, I don't know, this ain't for me. I don't want to, I don't want to see the mute or I'll just, I'll just unfollow. Like I really just do that because it's like, I don't want to just see certain things all the time. Like there's some places that, you know, they come with the good and the bad, like yeah. you know, the shade room, yeah. you know, the shade room is going to be the good and the bad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Ball alert is going to be the good and the bad. Embrace, uh, embrace black uh, culture is probably pretty much more so good than anything. Um, but I know some things are, you know, are good and bad. So, I, like, I'm going to protect my peace when I hear, like, there's a story coming out or something's happening, especially with the Derek Chauvin thing. Like, I think that day I was a little, um, in terms of the trial, I was a little off that day because I was like, I don't want to hear or see anything or anytime, like, when, especially when it's like, some of the stuff we say during the greater conversation, um, we talk about doing the greater conversation. I may see it on the timeline. And like you said, I might have to save it because I don't have the capacity or I don't have the energy at yeah. that moment to watch a video. Yeah. yeah. Because I know I'm going to be in a space. I'm going to be frustrated. And then I may have to come back later on and be like, all right, let me watch this while I'm at a better place and a better space in my mind. Um, but yeah, and sometimes I just disconnect. I'll like be like, you know what? I'm going to go in here maybe for podcast reasons to you know, read up on some things and make sure we're up to date on what's going on in the world. But other than that, I might have to just, just disconnect because, you know, personally, I like, you know, I like the positivity of it all on social media. Mm-hmm. I like to see the memes. I like the jokes and I like to see black people act the fool. I love black Twitter is why social media is what it is. Um, so what are some of your pockets within that being said, what are some of your pockets of joy that you find on social media? Muting people. You said something right there. That was a, that's a blessing, a blessing <laughs> to me, that feature. Um, I, I'm not, if I unfollow you, unfollow, unfollow you. If I unfollow you, it is typically because again, uh, you know, I don't, I don't quote T.I. often, but we, we, we must've been at odds with each other. Um, <laughs> right. because if I just, I don't, if I followed you, it's, I followed you for good reason. I want to engage mm-hmm. in your content. But if I find that, um, I am no longer interested for whatever reason, mm-hmm. then I, I will, I will maybe mute you. And sometimes I have mm-hmm. to reflect and be like, Josh, what's going on with you that you're now irritated or bothered or whatever by this content? As right. I do self-reflection, and if I find that there is nothing that I've done, there's no jealousy, there's no any of that, then you just get muted because I'm just at a space to where you are irritating. And right. I can't pinpoint it. And until I'm able to do it, I just eliminate. And then I become, my timeline is less irritated. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a pocket of joy, the ability to control what's on my timeline. There's right. some stuff, even with the church world, bro, like some stuff I'm completely tapped out of. Oh, I just yeah. don't know some stuff I'm aware of because of who I'm connected to and mm-hmm. things like that. But a lot of stuff I just don't know because I don't follow. I specifically don't follow like Christian gossip blogs and stuff like oh, that. Don't click Twitter. them. The worst. Don't do it. Um, so for me, finding pockets of joy is really like embrace black culture, a beautiful page. That's hilarious. Beautiful. That just, you know, 
speaks to real life. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't follow not Carlton Banks, but I am. Um, he pops up every now and then on my Explore page, mm-hmm. and people share stuff, so I see his videos. That's funny. There's other few comedians that I actually do follow and watch on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we joke about Josh Rogers, you know, athletic abbreviations, but like. The Grizzlies are, you know, my home team. That's who I represent. And mm-hmm. John Moran is exciting to watch and play. So, like, seeing that young man, like, grow and glow and thrive. And right. for me, that's a pocket of joy right. um, to see another brother doing his thing, a brother who right. was not your LeBron James coming out of high school or, you know, or some of right. these top college recruits. He was like, he worked for his. And now, mm-hmm. you know, it's arguably one of the best young guards in the league you know so like just just like that but that's the side of it for me that is joyful that's expression and the fact that he be dancing and jigging Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. being mad black in his his expression like all of that is beautiful to me so and then seeing other people win like i know we joked about y'all being in tulum but i love seeing y'all out there living y'all best life i love it um you know sipping on your drinks and with your bathing suits and just doing your thing because you deserve Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody convince you otherwise. Like there's right. a um uh Instagram follower of mine now who's I think been in Antigua Antigua this mm-hmm. week, like office views for the week. I ain't jealous, bro. If you got the money to do it and that's oh, what yeah. you wanted to do, because we remote anyway, why right. not? Like right. I love to see it. So it's like stuff me like too. that that gives me joy. Um, um and because I work out, so seeing all these other beautiful black people working out mm-hmm. and you know, and it, and for me, it ain't about having the best body. It is about the taking care of your body and mm-hmm. engaging in things that, you know, that is improving your health and the longevity right. of your life and self-care, right? Like those right. are things. So, and then just vibing and connecting with other people who find joy in the things that you find yep. joy in. So like the other day I posted, I was on my way to work singing Luther Vandross Never Too Much. And I literally got like 70 DMs. And most of them was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a cookout song. That's my joint. Or, oh, yeah. or the or the fire emoji or, you know, something like that. And it's just like, dang, these seven people all connected to this one. And I yep. was just singing the song, saying good morning. You know what I'm saying? So like those moments, yep. while I don't live for that because I don't need that level of validation, but those are moments that brings pockets of joy. So it's like, all right, cool. We vibe. The, community, the culture right. is here. Um, yep. You know, all is well, you know, I'm headed, you know, to a job that I'm not necessarily as excited to be headed to. But in the midst of that, I found some oh, joy, yeah. you know, and other oh, yeah. people can connect with my joy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. How about you, bro? Literally, I think you said all the things, you know, connectivity. Like I've used at one point where I said earlier, I didn't understand social media. So I wasn't really connecting with people or even having conversations now I have a great conversation with folks on social media over just small things like songs or yeah. videos you may post. And, and, and on top of that, I'm going to gas the people. I'm gonna, if I see a black person on online, you know, not even necessarily just black folks, but especially black folks, you know, posting great things in terms of, you know, thriving and growing and um, your alpha may be fresh that day. I'm going to be like, hey, like you killing it. I'm going to gas the people because that's, you know. Like people need that, you know what I'm saying. So my pocket of joy is definitely going to be to like create relationships and develop relationships and and you know let people know that they are amazing. Um, but then in addition to that, it really is just the memes of it all, the the songs, mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. black culture, the um, 
because because we can like you know black facts you know stuff like yeah. that seeing all the things like today um, seeing would, felicia rashad being de- it was all over my timeline it was everywhere yeah like <laughs> I, I love that i love the, i love the positivity of social media like of course there's good and the bad but oftentimes if you curate your page if you curate your followers and and people you follow you can kind of curate like a, a good positive um social media feed right you know most people that get annoying to me are just you know church twitter is that that is the worst but other than that like I, I love having you know seeing great things seeing people you know being great fathers and and mothers and being with their kids and all yeah, that kind of stuff is so yeah. dope and um and seeing like the stereotypes the not the stereotypes but seeing the um the flip side of what they consider stereotypes like black men out there like y'all be out there riding bikes as a family like that's amazing i that's dope um i have a cousin um well by marriage uh he grilling on sundays you know what i'm saying like old man sundays so he's out there grilling or just the the family of it all and it's kind of especially within the last year um social media has been a great opportunity to connect uh being so far from people and all those kind of things so i think that you can find the pockets of joy in social media um as long as you like pass out get rid of all the negativity and all that kind of stuff um i really enjoy just the the connection the the jokes i be on social media just laughing like oh yeah and, and, we, have, and we have our our little group we on there just sending stuff to each other just laughing like hysterically off of just stuff and i send lauren stuff and we just laugh hysterically like so <laughs> that social media <laughs> <laughs> social media um and it's it's just great it's great 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 and then even seeing some people grow like you know some people that have been on the podcast seeing them grow from being just ordinary folks to being like huge celebrities and stuff like that so I think that's amazing. I think that's dope. Shout out to Justin Cornwell. <laughs> 5,000 followers. And then he came, came on our show. And came now he's out here just right. huge. And I'm not, saying it was, I'm not saying it was us specifically. <laughs> we can say it was us. But no, but you're right, though. Like, you know, um, uh, what some would consider a smaller role in a really big right. film. And then mm-hmm. to see, like, you know, from that moment where we engaged him in conversation and now right. he's about to start his own thing on Netflix mm-hmm. or wherever it's about to be, yep. you know what I'm saying? So like, like you said, you know, while we may joke and say he came on our show, then he blew up, but like to understand that we had a conversation, a grassroots, so to speak, yep. conversation with this person. And now like, man, like mm-hmm. they out here killing it and doing the thing oh, and yeah. that we have a connection to that in some way. Yep. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's joyful. Um, oh yeah, it definitely is. So yeah, man, like social media, it's definitely like that best of both worlds. Shout out to Gangsta Boo's sophomore project. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it can be real good. It can mm-hmm. be real bad. But I think ultimately it boils down to the person's curated experience. What right. you put in it is pretty much what you're going to get out of it. Yep. And if you're getting the wrong stuff out, you may want to question what you put in. Mm-hmm. Tis all. Yep. Yep. And, and before we go in, I guess pretty much wrapping up this great conversation, are there any pages, um, let's use Instagram, for example, any pages that you would recommend? Well, let me go back to this. For Can we get more of that Bust It Challenge? That's a pocket of joy. <laughs> Bust It. <laughs> that was a great pocket of that joy. That was a I'm pocket of joy that. doing the panorama. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Dion Warwick is definitely a pocket of joy. Oh. Old people, <laughs> older people like Dion are always amazing on social media. <laughs> always. Yeah. Any social media recommendation? Uh, I think you said most of them. Uh, Embrace Black Culture, Because yep. of Them We Can. Mm-hmm. Um, Shouts out to Blavity, Afrotech, all, yep. all the Blavity brands. Um, uh, Angela Rye is a good follow if you want to stay up to date on um, 
<laughs> I just went on social media and I saw this picture of Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, you it made me laugh. You won't, you won't do my legend like that. Um, uh, what about to say, Angela? <laughs> no, no, stay focused, Josh. Um, Angela Rye is a great source of information. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean King, regardless of what you feel about him personally, he does right. break a lot of news stories. Uh, so if you just want to stay up to date with something that's going on, Mark Lamont Hill is a great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of just like funny and good content, um, man, it's it's so it's funny because a lot of my friends will repost stuff that I don't follow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they follow it either. I think they found it some type of way. So right. again, figure out who you follow and what they like and what they into. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times they will influence what you see. But some of those other things are just kind of like that big cultural. Because like Blavity will post funny stuff. Um, I've, I've been seeing the meme that's out there that's been like, um, um, me, we outside, and then Earth saying, shut that gas off. <laughs> that's a gas <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like stuff like that is funny. Hilarious. It's hilarious. It's simple, but it's hilarious. Because I mean, everybody knows. Like, you know, you've been in the house and you'll say something, you want to be like, ah, oh, turn them lights off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? You connect and that going back to that word you said, Brian, connectivity. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, those would be my recommendations just off. Oh, you can follow Up to Par, you know. Oh yeah, Up can, to Par. You know, Thomas Consulting Group. We, we are Up to Par. Um, <laughs> you can follow, you know, the Jigsaw Podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, you can follow all the things. So yeah, Synergy Movement. Yes, please follow. Um, follow all the things. So, yeah, bro. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I think I pretty much agree with all those, and I don't know if there's any I would add to them. Um, all yeah, right. What so that's if... it. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I guess that's that's in this conversation. You want to go over to uh, I Am My Brother's Keeper? Yeah, let's do the Let's do the Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Ooh, Usa. I am my brother's keeper. We are here where we talk about black man self-care, what we're doing to take care of our black bodies and our black selves. Josh, what you got going on to take care of yourself? Full day head to toe body loving. So oh, yes. um, my, I'm cashing in on an appointment my, my wife got me for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, going to see an esthetician for the first time. So getting a full okay. facial and all the things. Um, mm-hmm. She is very, very popular. And she only accepts new clients during a specific time window. So that's why I'm going so late uh, from February. So excited about that. From there, I'm going to get a, a manicure and pedicure. From there, I'm going to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is just full pampering. Just pampering me. And I already told And the reason why I'm throwing the manicure and pedicure in there is because my esthetician appointment is at 11, my barbershop appointment is at 3. They're in very, they're like not far from each other. I'm not driving all the way home. Mm. So let's right. insert another piece of self-care right on in there. Um, mm. So I'm just going to enjoy me and um, hopefully be celebrating some really good news this weekend. Yes. 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 How about you? <laughs> I'm really going to shut home, man. I'm just going to do nothing. Like as much as I can do nothing, I'm going to do that. Probably play some 2K. Um, and that's it. Just enjoy my life. Okay. Just let me live my life. Ah. Maybe spend some money. Stimulate the economy. Stimulate the okay? economy. Okay. I get paid on Friday. Look at God. Where them dollars at? Where them dollars <laughs> Where them... at? Okay. All righty. Um, um, bro, we have anything in the PO box? Uh, let me see. Mm, we do. 
Let's go into the P.O. Box. Let's do it. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Boseman. Wait, wait, hey, hey, Mr. Boseman. All right, good people. Welcome to the post office box where the mailman, Rodney Jenkins, has come down and, de- and delivered something. I don't know why he right. said that. Uh, but before Brian gets into the letter, I want to remind you, like I do every single week, that you too can submit something to the P.O. Box by emailing ask. The jigsaw at um, extra jigsaw at gmail.com. <laughs> thing slipped me for a minute. Devil, you won't take my mind. Um, hey, my shy. Um, so, extra jigsaw at gmail.com, and we may possibly read your letter out loud. Brian, what do we have? Who do we have? All right, we do have to start off with the uh, pronouns. All right. And we have he, him. Okay. Mmm. I'm just, I'm just going to do this for the culture. Tommy Strong. Tommy Strong. Ain't got no job. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Strong. All right. Tommy says, Tommy writes, what's good, brothers? I hope you're good. About seven months ago, I started my therapy journey. Well, congratulations. Kudos to you for doing that. Yep. Mental health is wealth. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month, isn't it? It is. Am I wrong? It is. All right. Wonderful. Um, the pandemic had run me low. I lost my job, my girlfriend, and I broke up, and I ended up contracting COVID even while quarantining. But God kept you. Um, add insult to injury after I healed. Whew, thank you, Jesus. He's a healer. Uh, one of my exes and I decided to be rotation pieces. Okay. <laughs> okay. During the pandemic, you know, because sex was never our problem. Sex was never our problem. Excuse me. This was going well until she contracted COVID, exposing me again. Oof. So I cut that off and no longer had on-demand box. Thankfully, <laughs> I, tested, I tested negative after the exposure. All of this to say this, this season has been crazy and a nigga needed therapy. Since my therapy journey began, I have been very vocal about all the progress I made and how I wish I had started therapy sooner. I made the poor decision long ago to add some of my family members as friends on Facebook. I recently saw some of the family members during Easter. This was the first time many of us have seen each other in over a year. Over a year at this function, my uncle brings up one of my posts from Facebook and the importance of therapy and how it helped me. I was encouraging people as we geared up for the Mental Health Awareness Month. This Negro asked me about the post in front of my family. Cool. But excuse me. Cool. But he then proceeds to interrupt me and explain how if I just did things a little different, you wouldn't need no psycho lady telling you crazy stuff. This was an idiot. Um, He went on to say that I was probably being filled with bad information about the family and that therapy is for white folks. Terrible. Uh, he continued even excuse me, he continued to even tell me that he unfriended me on Facebook. I didn't notice and hoped <laughs> that I'd stop posting stuff like that before my younger cousins would see. Before I would say anything or before I could say anything, my mom grabbed me and took me to the other room. I was livid. I stayed over out of respect to my parents, but I did not have much else to say. Needless to say, I have not spoken to my uncle since then, since that event. Here's my dilemma. We are gathering for Memorial Day at another aunt's house, and I am sure this nigga will be there. How do I handle it? I have continued posting things for the month of May, and I'm sure one of them nosy A family members told him about it. If he says something to me, I don't know. If he says something to me, 
I don't know if I'm going to be as calm as I was the first time. Do I skip the event? Do I go and avoid him? Or what if he says something else to me? I know you two take I know you two take um, mental health very seriously. How would you guys handle this with a family member? Love the show and love you two brothers, Tommy Strong. You want this one or mine is super quick. Okay. When I say super quick, I mean super quick. Okay. You ready? Um, go to the event, be as cordial as possible. If mm-hmm. he pops off, cuss him out and process that in therapy. I couldn't agree more. Like, and I'm not the one that's going, I don't, I'm not the cusser out person, but like, you know, you're doing what's best for you. Like you're stupid. Like Facebook is, is, is my platform. Like, if you have a problem with it, like you can unfollow me like you did. You, uh, you did it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm like. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, t- I don't, I am at a space where I don't engage in respectability politics. Right. Uh, so that whole, just cause you my uncle, I gotta be quiet and I say nothing. No, you come at me wrong. You're going like I'm not gonna be like I'm probably I may not stoop to your level, but I'm going to put you in place. And oh yeah, everything that I didn't say the first time, I'm probably gonna read you for filth. And then oh, yeah. just process that in therapy. Like I'm already in therapy, so I'm gonna get it on out and I'm gonna process it when I go to my next session. And that is yeah. that on there. And I'm and tell your mama, I would warn everybody, especially people I'm closest to, if Uncle, let's just call him Bill. Uncle Bill say something, I'm gonna let y'all know now. You can try to take me to the next room. It ain't happening. I'm well, giving yeah. Uncle Bill the business tonight. Oh yeah, I, and I, I'm a type of person. That's, I've said things to my aunts and uncles before. Like they know I'm not the one. So, and I'm the nice guy. But you know, I've said to them like, "Niggas, like, stop talking. Like, who are you? Like, you know, you're my you're my mother's brother or sister. Like, you have no. I, I don't know if I if, if we weren't related, I would never talk to you. And I don't talk to you now. So like that was my whole. Go to the event, enjoy yourself, live your life. Yeah. And then if they and then they say something, you just snap real quick. And then compose yourself like Josh said to go to therapy later. Yeah, and you and go with the expectation of knowing that he's probably going to say something else. Yeah, because that's how people like that. That's are. just how they are. Just go, just go. So you could go in there so prepared that you don't go off. But I do think even if you don't like cuss and go off, I do think it is your opportunity to address him and the situation and to lay it straight to let him know you can feel whatever you want to feel about my therapy journey. But that's just that. It is my therapy journey. And mm-hmm. you know, let him and let him know if you can't respect that, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even like, don't don't. We could be in the same event, but don't talk. Right. Make it your no business need. to stay on the other side eating your wife's dry potato salad. That's what you do. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? The woman that we didn't even like that you brought into this family that you married. We don't. We don't even like her. We don't. And your kids that's ugly. True, that's true story. You the, that's true you the story. Ugly, you grandmama's ugliest grandchildren. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's that's me being petty, but no, for real though. Like, that's true. Though. Address it and then process how you address it in therapy and be and move on. Do not allow this family member just because they family to like to have that much power over you. Don't do right. that. It ain't working. No bro. Nope. Yep. All right. Um, that was the PO box. Let's go into a greater conversation. Let's do it. Oh, let me talk. All right, we're here at a greater conversation where we get some stuff off of our chest. Josh, do you have anything to get off your chest this week? I absolutely do. Um, okay. I'm always proud of Memphis, but Memphis ain't Tennessee. And okay. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because Tennessee out here wilding. So okay. two things happen. One, they signed a bill that effectively will make it against the law if teachers taught anti-racist mm. things. 
Um, they will like stop funding for specific schools and 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 mm-hmm. school boards and um, school districts rather, um, which is absolutely egregious. And then the second thing that Tennessee did is that it has chosen, it has voluntarily opted out, Brian, mm-hmm. of giving its residents the additional three hundred or four hundred dollars that is guaranteed by the federal government for unemployment. Wow, wow. Tennessee already has one of the lowest. Uh, unemployment maximums at about at like 250 to 270 or something like that if I'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. so not only did you take money out of families um, out of their pockets by noting that there are plenty of jobs available and you want to spend money to give people access to additional training um, so that they can encourage them to go apply for jobs and then on the educational front, you made it illegal to talk about anything beyond I have a drink. Let me let me tell you something, Governor Lee. You mm. are you are white despicable trash. Mm. The fact that there is no statistical anything that proves that actually taking money away from families will better the economy. Right. Some of these people, granted, yes, are making more money. Mm-hmm. than they would have made working their jobs. But don't you think that that is an issue of minimum wage mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. assistance, right? That should begin right. to have us to have further conversations of why minimum wage is only still, what is it, $8.25 or whatever, seven seventy five, whatever, whatever it is, something up between there, right? Like at minimum, we're asking for, we've been begging for $15. And that's just a livable wage. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they have a nice and extravagant life. It is no, just enough for them to really not be housing cost burden, to be able to take up necessities for whatever their family makeup and structure is. Like, it's not asking for a lot. So these people are choosing, right, to be remain at home because one of two things, a lot of people who are make these low-paying jobs are in the service industry, and they're mm-hmm. most susceptible to, you know, contracting COVID. We just heard it right. in a freaking letter. Like, this person mm-hmm. was quarantining, I'm sure, you know, maybe getting stuff delivered, maybe doing errands for, for mere necessity or for sheer necessity, rather, and in the midst of whatever he was doing, as careful as he thought he was, he still contracted COVID. These other right. people are in stores, folding clothes, interacting with um, customers and clientele, mm-hmm. fixing food, dealing with. And I've seen some of y'all white men um, doing COVID. Y'all still don't wash y'all hands. So, <laughs> um, you know, dealing with all these things. So they 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 are really at risk. Uh, so right. taking that out really was terrible. You're making it worse for families, for the people who voted for you. And you do know that because white people are the majority in Tennessee, you disproportionately affected white families, right? Mm-hmm. And some stupid Republicans who think that voting for you was the right thing to do. Um, those people who are poor in those white small towns in Tennessee. That's number one. Number two is the fact that you really, you realistically want to erase history. America is a racist country. Right. It is it is etched into the fiber of what this country is. There is mm-hmm. no way that you can avoid talking about it. You can't tell the truth about American history without talking about all the egregious things that happened to black and brown folk within this country. You mm-hmm. stole the land. 
Let's yep. start there. This wasn't your land to have. You stole the land. Upon stealing the land, you then stole a people, brought them to stolen land, enslaved yep. them, beat them, and then after they were quote unquote free, you created other measures to continue to restrict them, and systematically it has continued to happen up until this day. And now you're telling me that now it is they will schools run the risk of losing funding because mm-hmm. you don't want that level of truth to come out or to be further right. exposed and empower the minds of other people. I really feel like it's a Republican tactic to stop Democrats from winning. Because you do know Democrats are trash, too. Let me just mm-hmm. start there. But you do know that the more liberal this world becomes, the less likely a Republican will ever be in office. Oh, yeah. So you, if you keep empowering people, right, they're going to align themselves while the party is not perfect, but they're going mm-hmm. to align themselves with people who they agree with the most, who look like them. Black folk typically um, are represented in greater amounts, right, in the Democratic right. and more independent and more free-thinking parties. So I say all that to say, F Tennessee, F Governor Lee, um and all the people who voted for y'all are trash and i hope you stub your toe every morning when you wake up (laughs) um that was actually great and i'm not gonna add anything well i'm not gonna do a different one but i'm gonna add to the fact you said fifteen thousand fifteen dollars an hour that's only about thirty thousand dollars a year that's it that's not a lot of money that's like nothing like i couldn't do nothing with that i'm not trying to fighting for that Fighting for fifteen dollars an hour, I'm, and I'm and I'm not trying to say this, but I'm not being bragging or something like that. But I could not do nothing with fifty for only thirty thousand dollars. Like, 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 how do you survive with a family? And I make a great amount of money, and I have two income household, and we, you know, there's so many bills and stuff like that that we have to pay. Um, just childcare alone uh, is a is a massive bill. Imagine people with multiple kids. Yes, like, I did it. Like, yeah, you've done it. You've done it. Like. Eighteen hundred so, um, a month I was paying at one point. Right. So um imagine I think we're paying like oh, like a thousand dollars a month just in, in childcare right now. Um so and that's so that's twelve months out of the year. So out of the thirty thousand dollars that I'm supposed to be getting, not including the taxes that they take out, I'm paying out of pocket twelve thousand dollars a year just yep. for childcare. So child that's care. a little less than half of my paycheck is going straight to childcare. I gotta find a place to live. I gotta have a car to get to that fifteen dollars an hour job. So, like, let's just do better, United yep. States. Let's do better, world. Um, but I'm not gonna do anything. I think that was just great by itself. So, um, pretty much great episode of the podcast. Um, great episode. Yep, Josh, you got anything to say? Um, I don't have anything to say. Um, shout out. We are in graduation season, so congratulations to all the people who are graduating. Um, yep. high school, college, trade school, barber school, preschool, elementary school, promotions, <laughs> all the things. Shout out to y'all, yeah. graduation season. Um. Um, friends in my head getting grown podcast does a graduation announcement season where they actually shout you out so if you want to get recognized in front of some of your black peers right into their show and mm-hmm. do that but our contribution to it will be congratulations to everyone <laughs> and right. we may do another congratulations toward the end of the month just to say congratulations in a more formal way um, but that's it we're inching up on one year yeah, this is episode this month, right? forty-eight, and I think at the end of the month we reach episode fifty and one year. So super excited, and thank y'all. Appreciate y'all so much for rocking with us. We appreciate y'all we do. rocking we with do. us and sharing and helping us grow. And uh, I know this week we were kind of silent on the socials, but that's just because it's been it's been crazy. Life. It's been life. Life has been lifing, but we are still here. And as you know, as crazy as life is, we're back in your podcast feeds this morning. 
mm-hmm. giving you another hit, another banger, an, 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 another, another banger, another one. Cali Cali, shout out. Um, but that's all for me, bro. That's a wrap for me. Uh, and yeah, so uh, same thing as we always say: um, rate us five stars or nothing else. Share, like, tag, let people know about great podcasts. Let us know how great podcasts is. Go to the website, thejigsawpodcast.com. Check us out on social medias. Um, the Jigsaw Podcast, all the places, all the things. And before we head out, Joshua, do you have a closing message for the people? Yes. Um, don't hoard gas. Don't. If you got the look containers, don't do that. That's not right. Get it close to God. I get it close to that episode again the other day. Did you? Did you? You want to get your let you want to get right in school? Get away from the drug. Get away from the in crowd. Get it close to God. Um, but in the midst of all of that, <laughs> um, do all you can while you can the various ways that you can. But in the midst of that, what you do not need to do is be caught with your work undone. And that is a wrap. See y'all yes. next week. Love y'all. Love you. <laughs>